Well, good morning, dear friends. It's 11.57 out here in Las Vegas, Nevada, and this is my second take on this particular set of laws. And we recap at Law 22. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, help us to understand your sacred scriptures. Help us fill this studio with your presence so that we can do this broadcast as best as I possibly can do it. I'm just a man. I need your help, Father. Thank you for the sacrifice of your son and his blood washing on all of us. Speak through me, Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, I know we already taught Law 22 to pray to Elohim. This is in the verses of Exodus 23-25, Deuteronomy 6-13. Today, we're actually going to start with Law 23, and it starts out to read the Shema in the morning and at night. This is Deuteronomy 6-7. God makes it very clear we are to pray this prayer. In fact, there are two prayers that God commands you and I, anyone who are not priests, rabbis, etc., to pray. The Shema and to pray after our meals. So first we're looking at the Shema. And let's turn to Deuteronomy 6, chapter 6. Now in Hebrew, that's Dabarim, one of my favorite books. Chapter 6. Here we are. Now, I'm going to start reading all the way up here at 2. So that you fear Yahovah your Elohim to guard all his laws and his commands, which I command you, you and your son and your grandson, all the days of your life, and that your days be prolonged. Do you want a long life without disease? Do the laws of God, and especially do all of his laws, but especially the dietary laws. I've said it before. Why is it that all these Christian leaders are dying of disease? Because they don't follow the law, and they don't eat like the law says. I have had meals with religious leaders, and they're sucking down pork, like it's candy. God warns us about swine, pork. And I recently did a study of what modern day medical science knows about pork. All the big universities, the top 10, have come up with so many different problems that you get from pork and have found more diseases and problems from pork that I wasn't even aware of until just a few days ago when I did that study. You need to look that up. Just type it in. Uh, why shouldn't you eat pork? And man, you will be surprised how many studies come up that warn you about pork. Now, and you shall hear, O Israel, and shall guard to do that it might be well with you, and that your increase greatly, Yahovah, your Elohim of your fathers, has spoken to you. Increase greatly. This does, 
This just doesn't mean having children. This means being prosperous spiritually, soulfully, mentally, physically, and financially. Man, this is so important that we get this. All right, now. And you shall hear, O Israel, and you shall guard to do that it might be well with you, and that you increase greatly as Yahweh your Elohim of your fathers has spoken to you, in a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, here's where the Shema starts. Most Christians don't even know what the Shema is. Shema is Hebrew for hear, O Israel. Hear, O Israel, from the Hebrew, Yahovah, our Elohim, Yahovah is one. And you shall love Yahovah, your Elohim, with all your heart, with all your being, and with all your might. Now, in English, basically, this prayer, Deuteronomy 6, okay, And we're going to, now that you understand what the Shema is, well, let's, yeah, let's, uh, wait a minute here. Uh, let's go real quickly to the English version of the Shema. And I'm not going to go through a, a long explanation of it to, for you. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. That is the English translation for most people who are reading King James, etc. Now, in this translation, I find it to be much more bold because why? Because, first of all, from Exodus 3, God says, This is my name, and this is how it's pronounced, and all generations forward will know my name etc. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what that those verses mean. And a great scribe of God who lives in our time, Nehemia, he has made it clear by the study of the written Hebrew language and its vowels how to pronounce the name of God. It is pronounced Yahovah. Thank God for him. He has returned to us. He's been given the blessing and grace of God to return to us the name of God. Now remember, the name of God is sacred, holy, righteous, set apart, pure. We cannot defile it in any way. But we need to know the name of God, and that's why I love this translation. Now, we are going to, we read the Shema, Hear, O Yisrael, Yahovah our Elohim, Yahovah is one, and you shall love Yahovah your Elohim with all your heart and with all your being and with all your might. Now in six, and these words which I am commanding you today shall be in your heart. It is command of God. We are to say the Shema at morning and at night. When you get up, when you get down. Next, he commands us. These are the two things everybody, everybody that is just normal, everyday people are to do. We are to recite grace after meals. Now, this is in Deuteronomy 8.10. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> 
When you have eaten your fill, give thanks to your God for the good land given you. Now, I'm going to turn to the Hebrew translation, which is far better. And turn with me, because we're in Deuteronomy already. And all we got to do is go to chapter 8, verse 10. It's not that far away from you. And you shall eat and be satisfied and shall bless Yahovah your Elohim for the good land which he has given you. Be on guard, lest you forget Yahovah your Elohim by not guarding his commands and his right rulings and his laws, which I command you today. Least you eat and shall be satisfied and build lovely houses and shall dwell in them. In other words, if we will just do what our Father with passion and love has asked us to do, two simple prayers in our lives. We get land, we get houses, we get food, we have prosperity, and we do not have to be concerned about all of that, worried about all that. Stress and worry is one of the great destroyers of people's health, youth, happiness, vigor, vitality. Stressed out, worried people are aging people. Stop it. All right, now, Law 25. Not to lay down a stone for worship, Leviticus 26, 1. Now, way you cry, we turn. That's Leviticus. Turn your Bibles. Still in numbers. Here we go. All right, now. 26.1, do not make idols for yourselves and do not set up a carved image or a pillar for yourselves and do not place stone image in your land to bow down to it for I am Yahovah your Elohim. Guard my Sabbaths and reverence my set apart place. I am Yahovah. If you walk in my laws and guard my commands and shall do them, and Christ did these laws and commands. He obeyed God. Remember, knowing that he was going to die because God has sent him to do that in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, not my will, your will. In other words, he lived the law and word of God. If you walk in my laws and guard my commands and shall do them, then I shall give you rain in its season, and the land shall yield its crops, and the trees of the field yield their fruit, and your threshing floor last till the time of the grape harvest, and the grape harvest shall last till the time of sowing, and you shall eat your bread until you have enough, and shall dwell in your land safely, and I shall give peace in the land, and you shall lie down and no one make you afraid. And I shall clear the land of evil beasts and not let the sword go through your land. And you shall pursue your enemies and they shall fall by the sword before you. And five of you shall pursue a hundred and a hundred of you pursue 10,000 and your enemies shall fall by the sword before you. And I shall turn to you and make you bear fruit and shall increase you and shall establish my covenant with you. And you shall eat the old supply and clear out the old because of the new. And I shall set my dwelling place in your midst, and my being shall not reject you. And I shall walk in your midst, and shall be your Elohim, that means God Almighty, 
and shall be, and you shall be my, here we go, let me turn, people, I am Yahovah, your Elohim, who brought you out of the land of Mitzrayim from the being slaves, and I have broken the bars of your yoke and made you walk upright. In other words, total freedom has set you free. Now, all of these blessings that I just read, if we will just do these two simple commands. The Shema in the morning, evening, grace after meals. And he goes on. Now comes the warning. But if you do not obey me and do not do all these commands, and if you reject my laws or if you're being loathes my right ruling so that you do not do all my commands but break my covenant, I also do this to you. And I shall appoint sudden alarm over you, wasting disease and inflammation, destroying the eyes and consuming the life. And you shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemies shall eat it. So, is this the answer to what I keep saying to you? Why is it in modern day times that Christian ministers, men and women, whether they, whatever their titles are, are dying of disease because they don't teach the law and they don't live the law? It's real simple. I guarantee you, I know this. God calls me home either by rapture or my time is done. It's not going to be because of cancer, diabetes, heart disease, or any of that other nonsense. I am going to come to God disease-free. Why? Because the Father God I serve and His Son in Matthew 17 through 20 has made it clear to me. The laws did not go away. They are your guiding light. They are your truth. Here's how you eat. Here's how you pray. And these are the instructions if we will just do them all of those blessings that I just read to you are yours. Now you say to me, well, I'm not a Jew. Doesn't matter. You are Israel. What is Israel? Jacob was renamed Israel. And we are grafted, read Paul, we are grafted into the wild olive leaf branch of the tribe of Jacob, who was renamed Israel. Hence, you, me, everybody are Israel. I'm Irish, Scottish, an American Indian, Cherokee tribe. I'm not a pure blood Jew, but that God loved me, sent me to the world. I know he sent me here now to teach his law. And because... I heard his voice and obey. All disease is removed from me. Poverty removed. I eat good. I have a great place that I live. Thank you, God. Thank you so much for all the blessings. Law 26, to love all human beings who are of the covenant. Now, what is the covenant? Christ came to renew the covenant and renew it through his holy communion so that he is in us and we are in him. Yohanan or John 6, 56. 
and he is in the Father. So that makes us in the Father, in the tribes of Israel. So that means you, me, everybody, we are the apple of his eye. Because we are the ones who are even telling the Jews, you got to get back to the law. You're breaking the law. I have eaten with Jews who ordered in front of me seafoods that are commanded by God that you do not eat and bacon that you do not eat. I've seen it with my own eyes. I'm not lying. I'm not bearing false witness. I'm not breaking the ninth commandment. I am telling you the truth. I've seen it. So now it's up to us, the people who are grafted in, adopted into the tribe of Jacob, to save the Jews from their sin against the law. And believe me, there are many of them out there. Now, are there good Jews out there that are living the Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And I've seen them too. They know the law and they're living the law to the best of their abilities. And the great news is you, I, everyone, Believing in Messiah, if we happen to consciously or unconsciously break the law of the Father God Almighty, all we have to do is repent what it Christ teaches. Repent, believe, love God with everything you are. That's the Shema. And love each other. And that's what we've gotten to right now in Law 26. Love and brotherhood. To love all human beings who are of the covenant. Leviticus 19. 18. Now, Leviticus 19.18, I repeat it for you, okay? And we just got to turn back just a little bit here to find that law, that's 21, 19.18. I hope you have turned, okay? Now, this whole chapter, 19, I could read the whole thing, and it many of the verses are talking about how to treat those who we love, who we know, and that everyone, whether they're a blood brother or not, they're in the belief of our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We, they are our brothers. What did Messiah say? One of the apostles comes into Messiah at a home meeting where he was teaching. And they said, your mother's here to see you. I'm paraphrasing. And he goes, my mother is, and my brothers and my sisters are those who believe in what? This covenant. And are living it. Anyone outside of that? They're not my mother. And so on. Messiah also says in his holy scriptures, and it was witnessed and written down, anyone outside of the law, He says, if you don't hate those outside of the law, then you don't love him. Now, we are to pray for even our enemies. Now, in that lesson, what is Savior saying to us? We're not to hate that created being from God, made in the image of God, indirectly by their parents, who go all the way back to the original two people that God created. We are to hate that they're outside of the law. All right, now, 
So, Leviticus 19.18. And if you start at 17 with me, okay? Do not hate your brother in your heart. Reprove your neighbor for certain and hear no sin because of him. Do not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the children of your people. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am Yahuwah, your Elohim. So what was our Savior quoting when he was asked in the Gospels of all the laws, the 613 laws and the oral laws of Moses, what are the most important? In Matthew, he says this exact thing. He says the Shema Love God with everything you are. Of course, that's a shortened or synopsized version of it. And love your brother as you would have your brother love you. So what was he quoting? The law. Now, the sad reality is pastors over the years, they never refer you back to the Torah. They always want to tell you that Jesus Christ came to and I witnessed this with my own eyes and ears on Trinity Broadcasting Network. Not that that network backs up what James D. Kennedy said, but he said that Christ came to change the Sabbath to sun Sunday. That is a lie out of the pit of hell. And I pray that God forgives James D. Kennedy for that, but he said it to his church, and he said it on international TV. I saw it, watched it, and heard it. He is one example of how many ministers, pastors, have told people, and the Catholic Church started it, and all the downline churches fell right in line and said the same thing, that Sabbath is Sunday. And it's a lie. True Sabbath is Friday at sundown till Saturday at sundown. Now, I heard a bishop on TBN a bishop of the ministry, say, we as Christian believers, followers of Christ, should be worshiping on Saturday True Sabbath and the first day of the week to honor the fact that he arose. He is the first fruit offering, and I agree with him. And this ministry practices that. We practice True Sabbath from Friday sundown till Saturday at sundown. And when the sundown on Saturday turns into Sunday, we practice first fruit offering Sunday worship. Why? Because it's not true Sabbath. It's the first day of the week. Look at it on your calendar. It's the first day of the week. But in remembrance of our Messiah and what he did, we practice on Sunday as well. Is it going to kill you to? Spend time with God two days a week? Is that going to kill you? No, the benefits so outweigh the minimal time you're going to give to God. The blessings so outweigh all of that. So my friends, I agree with that bishop. And his name will come to me and I will announce it once again. He was a very well learned minister of God. Law 27, not to stand by idly when a human life is in danger. 
You know, in martial arts, they used to teach us to defend the innocent. Even the Asians got this. They understand this. All right now, we're in the same trap uh, uh, chapter, Leviticus 19.16, which is Wayyakrah. All right, and we go to 16, which is right here. Now, I'm going to start at 15. Do no unrighteousness in right ruling. Do not be partial to the poor or favor the face of the great, but rightly rule your neighbor in righteousness. All right? Do not go slandering among your people. Do not stand against the blood of your neighbor. I am Yahovah, your Elohim. This is Law 27, Leviticus 19.16. Love your brothers and sisters. It is the law. Law 28. Not to wrong anyone in speech. Leviticus 25.17. So we got to change real quickly here. All right. Law 2517. Now I'm starting at 16. According to the greater number of years, you increase its price. Uh, we're not going to read that. All right. Here we go. Are you at Leviticus 2517, not to wrong anyone in speech. Verse 17 says very clearly, I do not oppress one another, but you shall fear your Elohim, for I am Yahuwah your Elohim. So in other words, if I speak badly about someone, I'm oppressing them. Is that true? In modern day times with Facebook and all these other platforms, Twitter, Instagram, etc. You get someone start saying some horrible, ugly, terrible things about somebody on those platforms. Factually or not factually, it can really tear down somebody's life, and we are not to do that. <clears throat> Turn them over to the elders. In other words, to the law, if they have done something that is actually unlawful. 29, not to carry tales, meaning no gossip. And that's Leviticus 19.16. Don't say anything that is wrong about someone. If you haven't seen it or heard it, that's why I emphasize it. I have seen it on TV, heard it with my ears, seen it with my eyes, I am not bearing false witness against my neighbor. 30, not to cherish hatred in one's heart. Leviticus 19.17. We already read that. Very important. Not to take revenge. This is law 31. For vengeance is mine, saith Yahovah our Elohim. But you can find that in Leviticus 19.18. Not to bear a grudge, law 32. Not to put any believer to shame, law 33. Not to put any believer to shame, law 34. Not to curse any other believer Leviticus 
You shall not insult the deaf or place a stumbling block before the blind. You shall fear your Elohim. I am Yahovah. So, those who cannot hear, you are certainly may not curse those who can. Whether they hear or not, you cannot curse. Don't do it. Not to give, okay, you know, and let me stop real quickly. There have been times when people have done very bad things to me, and I'm, I, my prayer to God is help me have the right mind and heart about it, and I turn them over to you. I forgive them, I'm out of it. Forgive and forget. Not to give, 35, not to give occasion to the simple-minded to stumble on the road, Leviticus 19.14, includes doing anything that will cause another to sin. God, forgive us for ever doing that. Forgive me, Father. If I have ever consciously or unconsciously caused anyone to sin, please forgive me, God. All right. 35, now we go to 36. To rebuke the sinner, Leviticus 19.17. To relieve a neighbor of his burden and to help unload his beasts. This is law 37. Exodus 23.5. In other words, when you see your neighbor working, unloading a truck or whatever, offer to help. If your neighbor says, no, I got this, and you say, Please, can I help you? And they say, no, you did your part. 38, to assist in replacing the load upon a neighbor's beast, meaning his truck or his car in modern day times. Deuteronomy 22.4. Not to leave a beast that has fallen down beneath its burden unaided. Deuteronomy 22.4. If you see your fellow Israelite or believer and his ass or ox fallen on the road, do not ignore it. You must raise it together. In other words, help the poor and unfortunate. We're running out of time. When we get together again, we'll start at Law 40. I love you all. This is Senior Pastor with the Nazarene Ministry. Blessing you. Praising the God that I serve, and it is he who will bless you through me, anoint you through me, heal you through me. It is not me. I'm just a man. I'm just a servant. I'm just the vessel. I'm just the instrument that God uses. You need to get a hold of this ministry for prayer and or donation. Please call 702-488-4097. God bless all of you until we meet again. Amen.